Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 139, and you know Lou Williams needed his chicken wings. We're going to break down what the hell he was actually thinking. We're going to talk about the MVP and the Rookie of the Year. Nate Robinson is fighting a YouTuber. We're going to give you our picks, and opening day is two days away, baby. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow through with Clips and Drew. The true players broadcast that's right episode 139 it's a big number drew it is a big number and i'm happy to be back here in the uh, in the studio live live and in person it's a lot it's a lot better this way it's so much better this way the whole zoom thing i know we have to do it because of kona the puppy kona but you know some things are just better left in the studio that's right yeah eventually she'll just be here sitting chilling listening she won't be chilling yeah she'll be she's a barker dude yeah well it'll be like a year she'll be doing it it's fine (laughs) a year uh, your brain's a little fuzzy. Speaking of that, you yep. just uh, came from a MRA and an MRI. That's interesting. That's right. Yeah. That, anyone who's gone through that, it's fucking weird. So I'm, yeah, I'm a little fuzzy. I, I think I may not be as sharp as uh, sharp as I normally am, but I'm ready to fucking talk about the actual basketball that we've been able to see. We've been watching a lot, man. I don't. I, <laughs> it is a lot. They made it. The NBA made it really difficult, though. Like if you didn't have NBA TV or right. league pass, like. You, you weren't catching many games. That's true. Um, so the games I got to catch, uh, I was pleased with. I mean, again, like we spoke last week, I, we think aesthetically the NBA is looking really good. It's not – it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I love how the Clippers tried out the virtual fan thing the other night. Where right. We had 300 fans like in the back. And I guess you can hear them too. Like people on the bench, oh. like you, you can actually hear them. That's kind of cool. I know. It's kind of cool. I'm still a little upset the Clippers have not reached out to me. I mean, well, maybe, maybe you're on the waiting list or something. I, that Yeah, because that was a demo. There's no way in the world there's 300 better fans than myself. So yeah. my goal is to be – I need to be on the board. There's just – Absolutely. And it looks so much better. Did you see MLB? M- Baseball, by the way, will not last another, wow. another week. Okay? Good God. What a so, catastrophe. They did not They did nothing to prepare for this, bro. <laughs> They're just uh, like, we're just going to play baseball. Yeah, we're just, everybody's going to be fine. <laughs> just all 100 players on the, on the baseball team. We're just going to travel around the country and play like there's no pandemic. And shout out to the, to the Marlins who literally the Florida. whole team. The, Florida. The whole team. And, you know, I know we're not a baseball pod, but. Literally, with some of these players who opted out, the reason they opted out was they're like, nobody is looking out for our health. Yeah, there's like not enough regulations. Nothing. Right. And so there's, uh, you know, there's been zero, there's been zero positive tests in the NBA since July 13th. The, the, the NBA is doing so much better and so, they're doing so well at this. Yeah. And I'm so happy. And then the one guy, the one guy that might throw a wrench in this yeah. has to be my boy, Sweet Lou Trilliams, which we're going to talk about right now. Goodness we gotta, gracious, Lou. we got to clear some air. Oh, my God. If, dude, you remember you remember when uh, the, the night Kawhi and Paul George became Clippers, how I said I literally got 400 text messages. Right. My phone just started coming. My phone started to blow up. <laughs> like, yo, Clips, what's up with this? What's up with your boy? Right. And, I just, and I'm like, there is no way in hell Lou Williams is at a strip club right now. There is no way. Yeah. What was he be? Okay. What, why would he be doing I that? I got to clear. Let me clear everything yeah, for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Magic City is a staple in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. It's I, very well known. Very well known. I have been there. I have had the catfish nuggets, and I still oh. remember it to this day. I lived in Atlanta, okay, for nine months. Uh-huh. You can't live in Atlanta and not go to Magic City. It is a staple. So, Lou Williams is literally the biggest patron of Magic City. Well, yeah, he's from Atlanta. He is from Atlanta. He is very well known. He knows everybody there. And 
it's a it's a great restaurant like people don't understand like it, so that's your angle huh? no 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 it is it's a great <laughs> restaurant people the food is wonderful right <laughs> okay lou has his own chicken wing on the menu i saw that the lou william lemon pepper barbecue wings that okay? sounds amazing also. it does he is well known for at least once a week catering his house the fact that his name is on the menu yes i think is a big thing for lou like because his defense is that he just wanted to eat he did and that and you're sticking with that you're thinking i got more to okay it. okay i got more to it. okay so let me let me first off say it was definitely not the smartest move <laughs> and i was i was it was not a smart move to go pick up chicken wings but <laughs> when we think about this he has one night okay his uh one of his really good family friends, grandfather passed, who Lou was very close with. He got an excuse absence to go to Atlanta for one day. It's a quick trip. It's a very quick trip. They wanted him back. He played in the game against Sacramento and then came right back. Or, sorry, played in the game and then bounced. Right. So, first I wanted to see the whole story. Why the fuck is he there? Why Why are there pictures of him in the DJ booth? Right. Uh, with that one other rapper from Atlanta, the white boy, who I don't even know. Sure. Um, so I wanted the rest of the story. But then I start thinking, three weeks in the bubble, eating the food that he probably doesn't want to be eating. He's thinking about his Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue <laughs> barbecue wangs, okay? Yeah. He get, flies into Atlanta. The first thing he wants is some home cooking. Sure. Right? He's got one night. He's like, I'm going to get my rib. I'm, I'm going to get my I'm going to go get my wings. Totally. And since he knows everybody there, you know, he ordered the wings, said what up to the DJ, said what up to a couple people, said it was in and out, which I agree. There are no strippers. There's nobody stripping. You in the picture you're talking about, there is well, you're not allowed to be stripping. There well, is no. Oh, strip I understand. Clubs like over. right now, wait. So, are you sure that in Georgia the strip clubs are non-essential work? Because I, Georgia has a lot of iffy, potentially iffy. essential. Maybe there was people stripping. Okay, I definitely don't think Lou Lou Will was there slapping asses and throwing hundreds. <laughs> I think he wanted his chicken wings. Said what up to Twinkle Toes. Said what up to his boy in, in you know that that in in the restaurant. Okay. Okay. My whole thing was like, yo. Like you could have just sent somebody to pick them up. Somebody else can pick those up. I know when he got his when he got his uh, waiver to leave. Right. These are the rules. Lou. Yeah. You're going and you're coming I'm back. Coming back. Totally. You're supposed to be tested the whole time. Totally. Yeah. And for that, he's getting he got a lot of slack, which he should. Of course. Um, from what I heard, the players aren't. Uh, Doc was upset with him. <laughs> the players weren't that upset with him. Losing OG, he's a 15 year NBA vet. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to do anything intentional to bring. Well, he's in a grown man, and getting set upset at a grown man is kind of useless uh, from a teammate perspective. And to be quite honest, like the the time that he's going to miss is not necessarily that valuable. I mean, he's not going to be able to play in the opener against the Lakers, which is going to be a big hit for you guys. Yep. Uh, but really, you know, all things considered. You only really need him there specifically ready to go for these last few games and then getting ready for game shape in the playoffs. But, man, I got I to gotta say that this is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> I cannot believe that he thinks it's okay. I mean, I understand your narrative here. Mm -hmm. And the backstory is very important. The fact that his name is on the menu. Those are his wings. All of that makes it seem legitimate, like that he might have gone there simply for the food and not for any other extracurricular activities. Now, whether that's the case or not, I don't know if we'll ever find out unless unless one of those people that was in there is going to come out on TMZ Sports or something like that and say, uh, no, Lou was throwing money in the air and uh, you know making it rain, do that whole thing. However, it this blows my mind. I don't know what the fuck. What was he thinking? How is it possible that he thinks that this is okay? And especially if he's that well known there, he's pretty famous. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty famous guy. I'm sure there wasn't just one picture taken. There's probably multiple people. I saw three. Yeah. And so he had to have known that. And to me, you know, the one thing that I'll say is that, like, that's very disrespectful to the team, mm -hmm. to the franchise, and to the NBA. Now, if it was all about the wings, and man, trust me, I'm, you know, you I mean, love your wings. I, eat, I have to eat wings pretty much once a week, at least once a week. If I can get it twice, I will do it. So I, I'm on board with leaving or like the same thing with Rashawn Holmes. I would, I might have been the first guy if I was in Orlando that ordered the wing stop and crossed the line because shit, dude, looking at that food that they were serving, I get it. It's, you gotta go for some other options. But please, Lou, you're very well known. You got family, friends, a, a litany of people that could have gone. You could have picked him up and had him at the crib he, for you. He could have called it in and, and just, you know, sat outside and had somebody else run in. 
the fact that he went into that establishment, I think, is fucking so dumb, so stupid. Which, which is just weird for him. And again, right? This is his. If this was J.R. Smith, we'd be making a way bigger deal out of it. You know what I mean? Lou has never done anything. If it was like, James Harden, the uh, oh yeah, the, news, the Sports Center news cycle would have been Ooh, on it for a whole twenty four hours. That's so true. If it was hard to be so different, <laughs> and then Perkins goes in on him. And by the way. I'll say it, dude. I can't stand listening to Perk. I really can't. <laughs> I think I've said it before on the show. Yeah, you're I, not a huge fan of his analysis. I'm not, and I don't. I, I don't mind him actually. I just think he. I think he. He's friends with Lou, and then he took mad shots at him, like without even knowing the whole story. Again, because people want to jump on the story so fast. And I posted on our page when it happened. I posted the picture because I thought it was funny. Titties before <laughs> title. Titties over titles. Right? It's funny, and you kind of have to poke fun at it. You have to. You have to. But to say that, like, because. Now the Clippers, everybody's in the bubble. Everybody's back. Pat Bev, Montrez. Like, you're telling me Pat Bev didn't go get chicken wings somewhere in, you know, the past week that he's been gone, or Trez didn't go get some food somewhere? Uh, it's a little different, but... Right, but did they go to a strip club probably not, to no. get that food? Probably not. Right. I, I, I totally agree with you. I and also- I, think, I think for sure, 100,000%, if he went to fucking uh, Buffalo Wild Wings to get those wings, this is not a story mm-hmm. in the news. I mean, we know the fact that this is, it's at Magic City, like maybe the most famous strip club in America. <laughs> oh, it went through some shit. That's in the why, late 90s. that's why it's so stupid mm-hmm. is because that, it, 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 because that exact location. And again, I, I, if I were the teammates, I'd be upset too. Yeah. Like, Lou, we don't have you for against the Lakers opening night. And Lou's been killing in, in the scrimmages. Lou looks, Lou and Paul George look like they are just ready. Like they haven't lost a step at all. That's true. And we, we need Lou Will. And you absolutely do. Missing those first two games again. Yeah. We'd like to have him ready to go for the playoffs, but I'm sure they talked about it and it's, 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 you know, you have to move past it at this point. I mean, there's, totally. there's no reason to dwell on it. No. It is what it is. He's going to have his quarantine and whatever, like suspension thing, like 10 day with, you know, no activities. And that's going to suck for him because. Literally being trapped in that hotel room is going to be brutal. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and only eating that food and not, you know, I don't know. But anyway, I just, I just, I'm, I am, I was very surprised to see, because you're right. Like, yes, we understand Lou Will has a very, um, maybe different social life than a lot of guys. I mean, Drake wrote a song about him, Six Man. Uh, he's a popular guy and he, he likes to go out and socialize. Uh, but this is just, you, you can't do that. And so anyway, I, I think he'll be missed against the Lakers. One thing that I do want to bring up is brought up to, to us mm-hmm. is that this is the fourth matchup that the Lakers and Clippers will have. I, I did realize that right before COVID hit, the Lakers actually did beat the Clippers. I just want to clarify for everybody. We got a few DMs about this. Yeah. I, I, we, and I appreciate people reaching out because I, I literally don't have that game in my brain i have it meshed together with the with the second game the christmas game and obviously avery bradley went off in that in that win which is why you know he's going to be a big loss when we come up against you in the play if we come up against you in the playoffs but i do want to get that out in the open i fucked up we are wrong sometimes and guys. it makes me feel better as a laker too uh, because we did beat you we once did. so we're not zero and two we're we're one and two and hopefully going to even it up here on thursday i'm very excited for this matchup and you touched on lou will and pg looking pretty good um, I think it'll be really important for Pat Bev and the rest of those guys to get back on track. But Kawhi has been shooting horribly. Yeah, shooting really bad. I think he's been playing at like 50% speed. I mean, which is fine, right? I mean, can you, how do you feel like about Kawhi right now? Are you nervous at no, all? No, not at all. I, th- I think he's going to be just fine. It's crazy because he was shooting really bad. I think he was like one for 10 against Sacramento and then fourth quarter like he hit three threes in a row and like, right. it was all coming together. He's shooting like 25% yeah, from the field. That doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. I was more concerned about watching Terrence Mann go off cuz Terrence Mann's been playing well and I think he's going to get some more minutes moving, you know, in these next in these opening games cuz he's played so well. Uh-huh. I wanted to see how uh, Zubak was running. Yeah. He got back in the game. I was just more I know Kawhi is going to be just fine. It's more of like Fuck, dude, we forgot how like really good Paul George is. Like it's so <laughs> effortless with this he's guy. He's very good. He is so good. Yeah. He can literally do it all. And now he's saying he's a hundred percent. Um our boy Mikey Domangala. Domagala. Domagala. Mikey Dom. The official NBA buzz, our boy, he put out a, a post saying that um, you know, he just doesn't believe 
the Clippers have it because there's too many there's too many shooters huh. on the team. Like who's gonna? Yeah, there's there's not really like a guy. You have like four guys that you can go to. There's not necessarily the the hierarchy that most teams have. Yeah, but then I start thinking about like Golden State. Then nobody said anything when Golden State had too many shooters. You well, know because I mean? because I think they kind of figured it out when Kevin Durant was on the team. It was his ball. Mm. And when it was not, it was Steph, right? And so I think there was definitely within that hierarchy. And Clay and Draymond and the rest of those guys fit so nicely into that 3-4-5 spot. And their their egos allow for that hierarchy. So I, I do think the Warriors don't have that problem mm-hmm. and didn't have that problem. Steph was was willing to defer to Kevin Durant. Um, I do think it might be an issue with you. And, I, and only because maybe it's still so new, right? I mean, this is only the first season that all these guys are together. You know, it's a good problem to have, right? Mm-hmm. You want you want more, you want more uh, guys that you could go to with the final shot than less, right? If you have one, then it's super easy for the defense to key on that guy, and then you're kind of screwed, and you hope that somebody else can put it up. The same thing goes though, if if there is, you know, for instance, that Scottie Pippen moment, if you will, on the Bulls, where the where Doc draws up a play for Kawhi. Uh, for Paul George instead of Kawhi, if Kawhi gets ticked off at that, or vice versa. But I don't see. I mean, that's that's the, that's the key about these four guys is that they seem to be okay, not necessarily having to be the number one, which I guess in in itself could be the issue if they're too passive. If Kawhi is not the one that goes, you know what? Actually, I want the ball. Give me the shot. That could be an issue. Do you think th- that'll happen? I think that it's going to come down to coaching and Doc, and you should listen to whatever Doc says. It's going to come down to a matchup issue. You know, if Lou Will has the, has the worst defender on him or he can get to the bucket faster, Lou Will, it's yours. I personally feel that in crunch time, I want Lou Will or PG, even though Kawhi hit one of the most clutch shots ever. Again, I don't care who we go to. Whatever's sure. the right play, I'll be comfortable with Lou, Paul, or, or Kawhi taking that shot. I'll be fine with – I'm not going to be fine with Patrick Beverly taking the shot. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, again, you know, for for the Laker game that we have opening night, Shamit's a probable – Trez is probably not. Pat Bev is probably not. Right. And Lou Will is definitely not playing. Right. So we're going to be short, definitely. Yeah. And uh, again, this is where the guys like uh, Coffee and Man are going to have. And Coffee, they're very, they're very high on. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad that we're going in healthy. Everybody's going to be healthy. Lou got his chicken wing, so he's feeling, <laughs> he's feeling. I hope he got it to he go should, play. He, he better not break another rule. That's, I mean, after this, you know, like you, like you said though. The team probably has moved on, but if he fucks up again, that will become an issue. Like totally. you can't have that happen. This is his only fuck up in 15 years, though. You can't even look at his record, and this this is the most negative thing that's ever happened. But uh, moving forward, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm so stoked on opening night. I think we got Jazz and Pelicans right first game, and then and Zion's supposed to be able to play for that because he's back in the he's bubble. back in. He did every. He got tested every single day. He's perfectly fine. He only was back a four-day per- quarantine for him because he, all those tests were negative. Really? Four. So it's only a four-day because he, apparently he followed the protocol necessary. Uh, he's back. I'm excited. I, I literally – so today I watched the Memphis scrimmage uh, earlier today. And watching Jaw out there just dunking – he had two alley-oops that were thrown to him by power forwards today. And he just – his hang time, his athleticism. The Lakers are probably most likely going to end up either playing Memphis – or the Pelicans in the first round, and I'm here for either of them because those two guys, Jaw and Zion, are so exciting. Um, His I, bounce is ridiculous. Jaw, he's very, very special. I mean, right. he was two for two from three point land, which is big. That's his big, you know, uh, thing that he needs to work on is is getting more consistent with three. Uh, but the way he's playing right now, like, dude, it is so much fun to watch. Um, the reason I bring this up is because there has been a lot of talk about the rookie of the year. Um, and still some people, I think you and I are probably in agreement on this, but still some people are saying that Zion might deserve this rookie of the year award. And in my mind, he's not even on the ballot. He only played 19 regular season games. This is Ja Morant's rookie of the year. In my opinion, do you, do you still think that, or do you think Zion actually has a case? I think that just for the simple fact that Jaw played all season, those 19 games Zion played were absolutely ridiculous. Oh, amazing. And they were winning basketball games. We got to see, unfortunately, I think he needed... 35 the to be 40 is the is the the fewest number of games that any rookie of the year has won but if 40 he, did, games but if he did 35 of what he was doing those 19 games and they were above 500 i you know what i mean i don't think memphis was above 500 they're they're very close to 500 mm-hmm. but um they're they're in the eight seed so i would say 
because of how many games Ja played and because of the position that they're in, really because of him. I mean, the team is good, but it really is on the back of everything that he's bringing to the table. Um, that's really why. I, I really don't think it's – I think Zion's not even – Second on the list again, only Who because no, only because like uh, like Brandon none? Brandon Clark uh, also on Memphis is doing fantastic. I suppose none would be up there. Um, I'd have to I have to look at it, but mm-hmm. I'm I, with you though. It's just it's the fact that that he only play, he didn't play 20 games. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he can, he should be able to play all eight of these, and then it'll be at 27 games. But that's just that's just literally not enough. So let me double check though. I want to make sure that I got Memphis's record right at the 500 here. Yeah, Memphis, uh, one game under 500. So they're right at the 500 mark, 32 and 33. And uh, the Pelicans are in the 10 seed at 28 and 36. So, you know, it is what it is. I just, I'm excited as a Laker fan that I'm going to get to see, I should be able to get to see at least one of those guys unless Portland comes in and, and just steals the cake. You know what the, t- what the, what the, the advertisers want, though? They all want Zion. Of course, they all want. They, they, all, want they all want Zion. And, and part of the, um, the most recent game that the Pelicans played against, uh, Milwaukee was a game that I really wish that Zion was available for because when Giannis and Zion go head to head, you know, moving forward in their careers, because it's not going to happen this year <laughs> unless both those teams make it to the finals, which mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that matchup to me is going to be the most intriguing because they're versus Zion, they're going to guard each other. I mean, that's that's the that's the really really fun part <laughs> about Zion being in this position is that there's a lot of skilled power forward centers, if you will, in the league. And I I cannot wait to watch Zion and Giannis play against each other. And I was robbed of that because this scrimmage happened and Zion wasn't available. Well, you remember that one clip this year where Zion just ripped that shit out. Ripped of, the ball right out of maybe the strongest man's hands in the NBA. Supposedly. He yeah. put a dent in the ball. Like there was – he literally – you see the pressure of the thumb indent the basketball. This man's strength is so ridiculous. But even looking at Giannis, like he is just chiseled, Right. Yeah, and watching him play, there's nobody that can stop him. Yeah. in these scrimmage games, it just looks like a man, a man, a man amongst boys, you know. And I'm still not. I don't know why I'm not sold on Milwaukee. I don't know why I'm not sold on them winning the championship this year. Yeah, when Giannis is so good, and Chris Middleton is the 13th best player in the NBA. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. How could you be so low on them? <laughs> you know, I think I think the main reason that I feel that way, I, I'm I'm in alignment with you. Mm-hmm. I still think they they have the best chance to make it to the finals. But I really don't – I'm not scared of them as a Laker fan. I don't think you should be scared of them as a Clipper fan if that's who we play in the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the reason for that is because of what happened last season. And the team is literally the same. I mean, virtually almost identical uh, team roster this year that they had last year. Now, they won't have to go up against Kawhi or LeBron or any anybody special in the East, but that's the thing. <laughs> is that they're going to have to face LeBron or Kawhi most likely in the finals. And I just – it's not about Giannis. I think it's just about everybody else. You know, having Middleton as your second best player, people can try and throw as many accolades at him as you want, but he's just just good enough to be the second best player. He's nothing. He, I, I'm not worried about him killing us. You know, three, four games in a row where he he's unstoppable and we can't. It's the Ilyasovas that I'm like more worried about, like those guys getting off. Right. Know? Yeah. If Brooke Lopez goes for thirty, and he's been hooping in this. Right. Then it's then it's a whole other situation. Mm. But again, Brooke Lopez going for thirty. Don't scare it. It happens once every ten or twelve games. <laughs> it maybe. happens in scrimmage games. Yeah. That's what I- right. And 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 if he catches fire, okay, maybe you lose that game. Mm. But there is, I I don't know. I wish I could explain more why I feel that way, but I feel very, very comfortable thinking that they're not going to win. They may make it to the finals. I, I kind of expect them to get to the finals, but I don't think they're going to win a, a championship. Well, if you look at it, if it is say say it is Milwaukee, like Milwaukee Lakers, right? Like AD and Giannis cancel each other out, right? And then it's okay, Middleton or Braun. Okay, yep. I'm fine. I'm with taking that. Braun on that totally. one totally. <laughs> and then it comes down to your three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys, right? right. And that's where the game's going to be played. Right. Um, and then same thing with the Clippers. Like, okay, we, you know, Joachim is going to be big for us. This is why we got Joachim coming. You know, we need another body to guard guys like AD and like Giannis. Obviously, we're preparing for that. But having Montrez and Joachim and Zubak, I think that's a lot of big. That's a lot of body. Right. And you can throw Paul George. You can throw yeah. Kawhi on, on Giannis. I mean... Kawhi is probably who I would throw on him initially. I mean, you don't necessarily want to tire Kawhi out no. on the offensive end, but 
certainly you're just you're going to rotate all those guys, like all the guys you just mentioned. You're just going to throw body after body on him and see what he can put up with. I mean, I know Pat Bev will want to guard him as well. Pat Bev is going to be like, let me guard Giannis. I got him. I got the freak, yo. <laughs> and and like I said, my guess is honestly, if I had to chalk it out, that he'll 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 still perform amazingly, yeah. regardless of who the matchup is. I just still see that the team letting him down. And that's that's I think the main reason why he's not going to be a Milwaukee Buck for life. I mean, they just it's really difficult to bring free agents into Milwaukee, even though he's a powerhouse and people would want to play with him. But that that supermax dude, right? So, and you're not going to get that, especially with, you know, with the the NBA's future right now, right? That you got to secure that bag. I think you know, right? And they're already talking. Is it Miami? Is it Golden, is it State? Golden State? Or is it there's one more? Uh, spot? The Knicks are going heavy. Knicks. The Nets. Toronto is another one because of Masai Ujiri, mm-hmm. uh, the connection there. Um, but and our boy Jeff Crompton called it. I uh, I he, I owe him twenty five dollars if he goes. If, I, I think and, I do too. And if oh no, I owe him fifty dollars if he goes. And if he doesn't, Jeff owes me twenty five. I I gave him two to one. Okay. Uh, last year, and if he gets this one right, because he called the KD uh, going to Golden State. That happened two days after my birthday, and. He called that, and I was like, "Fuck you!" How it's did he not, know that? Nobody. It's knew not that. happening. Yeah, he just, I, you know, he's an optimistic guy, right? Uh, especially about the Warriors. Right. But if that, if he goes to the Warriors, I'm, I'm gonna send him a check for twenty five bu- or Venmo, right? And uh, he, he'll just go in the Hall of Fame for calling free agencies. But before we get off this topic, yeah. I, I, you know, we brought up the Rookie of the Year. I think it's a perfect time to touch on MVP. Uh, they've announced that MVP's only gonna count for the first 60, 65 games that were played. Before the bubble, so none of these eight games are going to count towards uh, voting. It's supposedly for the MVP. Um, who do you have as your MVP? LeBron. Don't even. Oh, you do. Finish. Not even a question. Not Giannis. No. Okay. See, I still think Giannis deserves it, and here's the reason why. Like, as we go along with these MVPs, it's almost like you have to be an MVP for a year before they actually give it to you. They end up giving it to you the next year. It happened to James Harden twice. And then last year, James Harden should have been MVP, in my opinion, again. And they gave it to Giannis because it's the new narrative. It's the new story. Now, Giannis's numbers have improved from last year. So if you just take that into account, especially with the fact that they have the best record in the NBA, and he's certainly the best player on their team, and has only been really playing about 32 minutes a night, and the numbers he's putting up are, are pretty insane, there's no reason why he shouldn't be MVP again. Unless we take into account this narrative thing that seems to happen every season, whoever the new story is, whatever the story is supposed to be about, that's where the vote goes. And I think because of your response, like LeBron, without a question, I think a lot of people might be leaning that way as well, especially with the death of Kobe. I mean, as weird as that is to bring up, I do think it swings the narrative heavily back into LeBron's favor, right? The passing of Kobe is really difficult for the Lakers to deal with and LeBron has rallied the troops and, and is really leading this team beautifully and is leading the league in assists in his 17th season. And his numbers are outrageous, but I still think this, this award deserves to go to Giannis because of what he's doing. I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine if Giannis wins it. I just personally, I've been saying it all year. Like, I mean, come on, dude, LeBron should, should have 10 MVPs. Let's be serious. Okay. That's correct. And when you're still doing what he's doing at this age, you know, we continue to say this, Every year, it's something new. It's, you know, LeBron's not going to be able to do this again. Oh, no way he's going to be doing it this year, next year. And it just continues to happen. And then that whole thing of just leading the league in assists. How can you in your 17th year at power forward lead the, lead the NBA in assists? It's unbelievable. It's, it's he changed unbelievable. his position. Totally. He, in, in, in the 17th season, he's playing an entirely new position and is crushing it. And honestly, Drew, after AD, I'm not I'm not big on your whole squad. Okay, it's a squad of of average players, you know. And LeBron just continues everywhere he goes, makes his team better and better. I'd be fine either way, but I I do feel LeBron should have at least three more MVPs under his belt. You know? Yeah, and, I agree. I think he again part of part of what I was talking about with James Harden and Giannis and this this lineage of you know MVPs that have to do it for a couple of years before they actually win it. And then the, it just goes on to the next best thing, even though their, their numbers are still the same or better. LeBron is definitely a part of that lineage. Like there's definitely been, like you said, maybe three, four seasons where he should have won MVP. He should have, you know, six, seven MVPs at this point. He, only, he still has four, which is crazy, but I, I wouldn't be upset if LeBron won. I think he's done enough to be definitely firmly in second place, but 
how can we not give the same guy who won MVP, the reigning MVP, the MVP again if he just improved in every aspect and his one season the to the next? Exactly. I totally agree with you. But I've also been very adamant at saying that I don't dig regular season MVP. I, I think MVP should be at the end of the season because peep this, dude. If James Harden just had a crazy offensive year, right? Yeah. Crazy. Say they win the NBA Finals after this bubble. Because James Harden's averaging 35 a game, and Houston Rockets win this whole thing. How is he not the MVP? How are you not the MVP? Right. You know? Right. Uh, and same thing with LeBron. Like, if LeBron takes the Lakers through this bubble and wins it, same thing with Giannis. Or even if it's Kawhi could have a crazy, crazy uh, bubble playoffs, you know? And how can we not look at him for that? I don't fucking care about the regular season, honestly, to me. Everything matters in the playoffs. And, and everybody says finals MVP is more important than regular season MVP. And that's that's probably true. Yeah, I would say that's true for sure. Uh, because that's the biggest stage that you can perform the highest on. But I would be interested in adding a playoff MVP. That doesn't have to be on the winning team of the of the finals. You know what I mean? Like, cause the finals MVP pretty much every year, except for, I think maybe twice, maybe three times, the finals MVP has been on the winning team, which only makes sense. But if you add this playoff MVP, it opens it up. It doesn't have to just be somebody on that team or somebody in the finals. There's too many MVPs then. You got a regular season MVP, playoff MVP, and a finals MVP. But my point is we already have two MVPs as it is. What's, what's the, the third one opens it up for something like that. Mm. Because like, you know, Kawhi won finals MVP, but had they lost for like if that shot doesn't go in and they end up losing to the Sixers, you could argue that he could be, he should have been the playoff MVP because of how how much he just took that team on his back and, and drove them all the way almost to the final. I don't know. I just it's just I a thought it. it's a thought that I had. And yeah, you're right. What's a, what's another fucking award to these guys? Like why I guess why would you know they do who it, it is? But, it's for like James Harden wants one. Let's be real. There you go. James Harden. He wouldn't win the playoff one. MVP though. No, 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 no. <laughs> He wouldn't. Uh, I get it, though. Some people really do want that award. I don't think LeBron cares about winning the MVP. Uh, I think Giannis would like one. I think Embiid would love to have something like that. Sure. But, I, again, I don't think we're talking enough about Philly. We got to see you know, Ben Simmons was working out with – finally worked out with a uh, – A sports psychologist? That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. To help him shoot. And we see in their first game, he just let it fly. And knocked it down. And knocked it down. And he looks like, again, we said that people like that, Markel Fultz, like Ben Simmons, uh, guys like this might really love playing in yeah, this bubble. Yeah, low confidence guys that in, in specific things in their game should be freed up to fucking let it launch, baby. Let it go. Just let, let, it, let it fly. Let him make, yeah, make right. it happen. Ain't nobody going to boo you. Nobody's cussing you out on the sideline. Especially in these scrimmage games, bro. There has been more air balls in these scrimmage Yo. games than I have <laughs> seen in a hot minute. It's like high school out there. No. It's like bank bank in threes and just complete air balls are coming in left and right they from are. these guys as they're getting okay, loose. Okay, I want to bring something up though. Yeah, yeah. This is this is something cool that we didn't even think about. Like shooting in an NBA gym with fans behind the bas ba the backboard, it's really hard to shoot. If you've ever shot in a huge gymnasium, it really is right, hard your to depth shoot. Perception, depth perception. Having the basket so far away from something mm -hmm. tangible behind it is very difficult. And Donnie Mack, our boy Don McLean, straight up said at the beginning of this, he's like, look, shooters are going to shoot. Oh, yeah. Like there is a black background. The, the rim seems way bigger. You know what I mean? And obviously we're not seeing it with Kawhi. But maybe he's adjusting. <laughs> maybe it's an adjustment. Yeah. It, it takes an adjustment period. Yeah. I mean, J.J. went off today. He had 20 points all in the third quarter. That's his first good game, though. He's been throwing well, up some shit. I think – but th that's that's the point that I'm making. Okay. Like, the adjustment yeah. thing. Like, J.J. was not hitting his shots at all. Mm -hmm. And then in the third quarter, something clicked, and he just – he went on his run. And so maybe now, moving forward, he's got it. Where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, it's – you know, black background's weird, but actually – I can get used to this, and, mm -hmm. and I'm now I'm starting to feel a little bit more. I think you're right, though. All of the shooters are going to have to adjust to having that weird space behind the basket because even though they may have played in empty arenas or you know in, in circumstances like this, like in summer league or something where there's not too many people in the crowd, having it be all blacked out is a very unique experience. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, I mean, the Lakers do the spotlight on the on the home court where the, the lights are pretty much only on the game and the rest are kind of blacked out. But you can still see the, the people right. in the background. It's not entirely <clears throat> blacked out like a like a fucking play. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looks like out there. Like you have a stage and everything else is black. So I do think 
I think Donnie is onto something, and I think you know JJ and the rest of these you know these guys as they start to get more comfortable with this, we should see maybe some higher percentages from three and just in shooting in general once they get comfortable. I think so too. That was a good that was a good take by Donnie Mack, who still tra- he trains most of these guys. You guys, if you didn't know this, like people go to Don McLean in the summer and they work out. Like he still works these people. Yeah, out. he's still a baller. He really is, Donnie Mack, dude. <laughs> um, bull, bull. Okay, I know we talked about him on our last episode, but he had another good game. Yep. He had another good one. Hitting some threes in that one. He's just, I, I don't know, bro. I'm not sold on it yet. Uh, 7-2 and can run the floor and shoot. It's pretty pretty amazing. No, I mean, like, he's exactly what you're looking for in a, in a prospect at this point. If you can get a player that is mobile, like relatively quick and athletic and skilled at Six nine or above, every team is trying to sign uh, sign up for that guy. Mm-hmm. So I do think you know. Again, we we talked a lot about it, but if he remains healthy, which is the biggest if, he'll be one of those guys that goes down in history as like I can't believe he fell to forty fourth in the draft. He's just one of those names that just you know there was a red X put on him because people were nervous about his feet. And like I said, he can he can prove them all wrong. But injuries, you know, doesn't matter how hard you work or how how you know you can only do so much uh, physical therapy, stretching, all that stuff to prevent an injury. It it's going to happen or it's not, um, and that I think will be the deciding factor for him. I think the bigger thing about that particular game more than Bull Bull's performance uh, was I believe Michael Porter Jr. got in that game and did quite well there. That. And now that if you if you include Michael Porter Jr. into their crazy tall big lineup. That's just another six nine six ten guy that they can throw on the floor to play the three in a in a seven foot tall ball lineup. They're scary, bro. They're if if they can keep this group together, Denver Nuggets fans in general should be really really excited because you know maybe it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't pop this year, but the new look Jokic and having all of these talented players that even if you have to give up a piece, one of them in a trade, you can get some significant value coming back to you. They're in a really good spot. I mean, they have, I would say, probably the most exciting young roster, arguably, in the entire NBA. Pelicans included. Pelicans yeah. Pelicans are there, and I think Memphis is pretty exciting. But, like, talent-wise, they got it. Denver's yeah. Got it. Denver's got a lot of young mm-hmm. players that are very, very, very good. You know who's been balling, though? Who? My boy, Steven Adams. You see, been watching him play? <laughs> yeah. Yo, he's just beasting on people, though. He looks yep. really, really good, dude. Yeah. For the big guys, the season is is really, really long, right? For the big centers, mm-hmm. you know, all the pounds that they have to put on their knees and their feet and their ankles just from being that size and playing that many games, that got it has to wear you down. So I think for the big guys, especially someone like Steven Adams, having this break must have been huge for him. I and think he said he was boxing out cows on his farm. Yeah, he went back home to New Zealand, and so he got like a full offseason i just think i think for him this is a rejuvenation thing i think we're going to see it a lot with some of these big guys steven adams looks his age now mm. he's only like 26 no. he you know and what i'm what i mean he looks his age he doesn't look 26 you look at steven adams he looks like he, he could be you know 37 but athletically speaking this is more to the to what we are used to steven adams doing in the last three four years is being a big athletic rim runner and rim protector and he looks great and so does oklahoma city i, I like them a lot i love those jerseys those orange jerseys are like you like the orange oh, ones. those are so fly <laughs> those in miami's are my favorite yeah like, did you hear enos Cantor on simmons uh i only listened to part of that it was really good enos was um they were talking because you know uh Steven Adams and him played together in OKC. Right. And they were just talking about how strong Adams is. And he's like, look, dude, this guy <laughs> is a moose, right? He is a hard dude to guard. Yeah. And they were getting into tough players. And, and Bill Simmons is like, so pick one player. You're going into a fight. You're taking Steven Adams. He said, nope. He said, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart <laughs> is the guy I'm going, I'm going to war with. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You choose Marcus Smart. Well, Enos is a very good teammate. Yes. So if he was still on the Oklahoma City Thunder – he probably says Steven Adams, you but think? he knows where he is. He's oh, a I Boston guess. guy. Okay. He's going to go with his teammate. Enos is, if anything, he's a good team morale guy. Seems like in every case, good locker room guy. So I'm not surprised that he took his teammate over Steven Adams. Now we got to talk about this and we're not a boxing podcast either, but our boy, Nate Rob, Oh man. Okay, signed on to fight. And I don't even know this guy. Sorry. YouTubers. J- J- Jake, Paul? Jake, 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 Paul, 
Jake Paul. It's one of the Paul brothers. That's that other dude that got knocked out. His brother, right? Jake and um, God Logan. Damn. Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, those guys got in, in all that trouble for the like the the dead people in the forest. Yeah, he found a, he found a dead body in the forest. That guy was making so much bread on YouTube. Too. I think they still are. Right. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know that they took a hit mm-hmm. <laughs> with the that publicity is never good. I want to know where this came from though. Like, who said that? Where, where Nate's like, you know what? I want to fight. I'm going to fight this YouTube guy. Well, the big news is that Tyson is, is the headliner. Well, I know. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. are the main, the main event. Um, so I think, I think when, they're, when they're looking at this, they go, well, do we want this to be like an actual boxing card? Or let's, let's think outside the box and try to get as many people wanting to watch this as possible. And so Nate Robb, who, as far as I know, I, I don't think he's ever boxed in his life. I mean, maybe he's done some boxing training. Certainly, he's in great shape. I mean, he still looks in fantastic, Phenomenal. yeah, fantastic shape. He's going to be fighting against um, a kid that I, I like you said, I don't know what he looks like. I don't know how he's boxed before. Though. I don't know how big he is. He doesn't look big. To I, me. I, yeah. So, I, and we know Nate is very small. I mean, mm-hmm. what is he? Five nine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I'm curious to see what the height and size difference is. Like, if if we can get like the tail of the tape, like what the reach is looking like, and and the weight and all that stuff, but. I'm in for that, dude. I'm 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 in to watch all of that. I I told you, like I don't I haven't bought pay per view since WrestleMania like fifteen. Okay, <laughs> I don't buy MMAs. I'm not big on the on the fights. I mean, I'll just catch them later. This is something I will buy. I want to see Mike Mike Tyson fight. I want to see Roy Jones Jr. fight. Uh, I'm curious about that. Like one left hook from Mike, it doesn't matter if he's 57 well, yeah. or 60. The guy you're you're getting knocked the fuck out, that's bro. A, that's why I'm a little surprised that Roy Jones Jr. is the one that that's fighting now. Roy is a hell of a fighter. Was a hell of a fighter as well, but I just I I, I would want I would want to see Tyson fight somebody bigger. Yeah. I'm scared for Roy. I would be too. Because like you said, dude, you know, Mike is what 5'11", 5'10", right? So he's shorter. But dude, if you look at him. I'm sorry. They, I don't think he's lost too much off of that left hook, like you said. Looks if that powerful goes as to hell. the body or to the head, one to the rib. Why cage. would you? Ugh. Why would, as a forty-something-year-old man, Roy Jones? Like, why would you like submit to that? Submit yourself to that punishment. Like, he's going to hit you multiple times and potentially really significantly injure you. And but Roy's real fast. He was known for being. He like, was, real, but he's in his forties. I know. How I know. much faster could he possibly be than Mike? I'm. I wouldn't. I mean, shit, dude. I. I would do a lot of crazy stuff for for a significant amount of money. I fight a lion. Yeah. I. I might get in the ring with Tyson, <laughs> for like ten million dollars. I. I would strongly consider it for like one even. You consider fighting Mike Tyson for one million dollars? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that I could last longer than thirty seconds. No. But. I would running, get, running around the rim. Maybe. I would get knocked out. I guess what I'm saying is I would get knocked out for a million dollars. I take it. <laughs> I, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what I'm saying. Okay, uh, but ten million, I would get ten. in there. I would throw some punches in for ten. <laughs> Make it. I would try and stick and move for a little bit. I'm oh, curious. Man. You know, the the biggest thing about boxing is stamina. People don't like if it is so hard to fight. Right? Yeah, three minutes doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, bro. Doesn't seem like a lot. No, I would just collapse, dog. But three minutes for ten rounds, twelve mm-hmm. rounds, bro. It's exhausting. It is so exhausting, but I think we should buy it. Like who? Okay, so who are you taking? I'm in. in? Even though you don't know, Jake I'm, Paul, I'm Tyson all the way. Facts. And I'm Nate Rob all We're the way. We're going for Nate Rob. I I just don't know what to expect from Nate, right? And and who knows how much this? I mean, it seems like every white kid that's 25 or under knows some sort of MMA shit. Mm-hmm. You know, these days, anytime you walk by. 25 year old kid, you just assume that he knows how to chokehold somebody right. or a fucking foothold or whatever. Um, so I'm assuming the kid, if he's stepping into the boxing ring, probably has a little bit of boxing in his Jake, background. You're talking yeah, about. Jake, the mm-hmm. YouTuber. Jake from State Farm. So I'm just hoping that Nate Robb is is adequately trained to the same level because athletically, you you got to give the you, you got to give Nate the benefit of the doubt here that he's going to be the superior athlete. I just don't know if he has the you know the boxing training to make it happen. But I'm pulling for for both Tyson and Nate Robb for sure. I think Nate Robinson is the guy that you can ask him to do anything. Sure. You want uh, you but know what? Fighting is unique. It's something that you have to learn. It is. Yeah. But I'm like, even if you said, Nate, in one week, we want you to compete competitively in diving. Like, Nate would probably be really good at diving, <laughs> yeah. you know, or gymnastics. We sure. see he's... He's, oh, he's a hell of an athlete. Uh, fact. Yeah. He can do whatever he I wants. think he will outlast Jake Paul. Right. Okay? But I, again, you have to be in different shape to be a boxer and, and go through, 
you know, but three at least he's rounds. been a professional athlete. Like totally. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Jake Paul. I don't know this guy. So I'm taking Nate Rob. You're taking Nate Rob. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Obviously. Without a doubt. I'm hoping to see two knockouts. And if Mike gets knocked out, though, this would be a huge blow. Like huge. Well, blow. that's. The, I mean, this is. I guess that's the thing for Roy that he has going for like, him. Is like give, nobody gives a. Fuck. Nobody thinks he's gonna do it. I mean, granted, there is an age gap, mm-hmm. right? And Roy still looks like he's in great shape. I mean, he fought not too long ago. He's maybe just maybe two year, two three years ago is the last fight that I can remember. Maybe it was longer mm-hmm. than that. I think it was longer. Than but that. I just, I remember he had a comeback when he was in his you know around forty or so and still looked great. And he again, he has a lot of power, all that stuff, but. He could surprise some people, I suppose, because no one's no one's expecting him to knock out Mike Tyson, even though Tyson's almost sixty. And don't you think that Mike's maybe has lost a little bit of that edge, like that mean fucking edge, because he's gotten no. a little soft? No, I think Mike is crazy. I think he's batshit crazy. I yeah. think he's crazy, and I I, th- I don't think that goes away. I think as soon as he gets back into that into mentality, that, yeah, that boxing, like I'm gonna step into the ring again. Eat your children. I think that shit. trigger, yeah, that trigger comes out. I mean, who Yo, knows? Mike was wild, Drew. Who knows if Roy's gonna come out with both ears? <laughs> Mike was so wild, bro. He was insane. I would eat your children. He ate people's ears. Like he is so crazy. That's, That's right. why. There's. I don't think you lose that. No, man. I hope the bread's right, though. I hope the money. I'm is sure right. the money will be nice. And and if they can get anything off the pay per view, because I think a lot of people would want to watch that. Obviously, there'll be no fans though. Right? When's the When's the actual? I don't have the date. Oh man. I... Well, we're just gonna. We have to figure out when the date is because I'm definitely on board for uh for for ordering that fight. I want to watch it. Uh, I don't even know what the other undercards are, or if Who there cares? is others. But I'm, yeah. My point is, the I'm Jonas in, Brother versus I'm in for the all of them. On the block yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it In Sync versus Backstreet Boys? <laughs> That'd be good. I'm in for that. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Last thing that I want to talk about, um, before we're done, is is Miami. Um, we we don't talk about them a lot, but as far as the East is concerned, uh, we talk about Philly. We talk about uh Milwaukee a lot. I think Toronto still is very, very good, but my sleeper team, I, I really do think Miami's gonna go pretty far this year. Having Jimmy Butler there, uh surrounded by the shooters and players that they have, uh as long as they can stay healthy, um and including now Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, those are two massive additions to that roster. They look pretty fucking special right now. So I'm taking them uh, to go a long distance to where in give this me, bubble. Uh, well, it really depends on where they land and if they meet Milwaukee. You know, if they can, if they can get into uh, a scenario where they're on the other bracket, on the other side of the bracket from Milwaukee, they could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think for sure. I think Miami could beat Toronto in a series. I think so. That's my point. Uh-huh. As I, I really do believe, like as these matchups happen, you know, they have enough size and enough versatility. Uh, defensively and offensively to, to cause problems for most of the teams in the East, including Milwaukee. But I do think, you know, if they if they can get a seed that's somewhere uh, they're able to avoid Milwaukee until the Eastern Conference Finals, that's my Eastern Conference matchup. I think I think that's possible. Now, if they meet Milwaukee, you know, in the second round or something like that, then it's a whole another story. You can't you can't necessarily predict that. But I think they're going to go as far as as potentially Eastern Conference Finals. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they're able to beat Milwaukee because of Bam mm. Adebayo being you able love Bam. being able to go up against Giannis. He's a very special, unique guy, kind of like Horford, that has the power and the quickness to cause problems for Giannis. He's not. I'm not going to call him the Giannis stopper or anything like that, but certainly cause issues for Giannis. Mm. So that's the one thing I'll leave. I, I mean, Duncan Robinson we talked about as well. He's shooting lights out. Tyler Hero look. Tyler Hero looks really good. Uh, Derek Dragic, Derek Jones, mm-hmm. and I mentioned Iggy and Crowder and and Nunn and all these they guys. Got the young bucks, definitely. They, they look ready to go. Jimmy's so. got to be the guy, though. Like Jimmy 100%. has to be the guy, and he loves that like, shit. He does like that. So I, that's why I think him. He's a very key piece of that. I mean, if he if he plays like shit, they can go out in the first round. But I don't expect that from him. I think he's going to lead them pretty far. I'm gonna my 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 uh sleeper pick is I think I think Portland can get into the playoffs. I really do. I'm nervous for that as a Laker fan think, because then the only way that they get in is if they're the eight seed yeah. or the nine seed with the plan. I don't want to see them in the first round. I know, man. I'm telling you, dude, Nurkic is the real deal. Like he looks really good out there. I'm dude. hoping the gap is is big enough and that they, they lose maybe just a couple games mm-hmm. that are that are tight. They could do it though. Oh no, they definitely could. Mm-hmm. They definitely could. And they're the big buzz. Everyone's talking about them too, like being like, Oh, 
they can make it to the playoffs and they can beat the Lakers. I'm and not go saying all they the way. can beat the Lakers. No, 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 but a lot of people are seeing that and people are taking them in Vegas. Their odds are going through the roof right now. They started out like 600 to 1 to win and now it's at like 60. So I I don't want to see them. I right. I would love to, like I said, Memphis, Pelicans, I'm cool with. Let me see Ja or Zion against the Lakers so we can sweep them and get to the next round. <laughs> I want playoff Dame back, though. I want playoff Dame back. Yeah, you know it'll what I mean? suck if he's not in the playoffs, but them I don't want to see it. Them in Denver, they're, they're scary to me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Opening night, guys. Two days. Clippers, Lakers. So stoked. If you get a chance, head down to Magic City. Get some Lou Wing, <laughs> Lou Williams, uh, lemon pepper barbecue chicken wings. Okay. They're <laughs> worth it. They're worth, they're worth, they're worth every bite. Okay. Yeah. And while you're there, get the catfish nuggets as well because they are to die for. I've never had that. That sounds amazing. Ooh, catfish nuggets. Bro. I would eat that right now. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. We're going to take them out with Westside, the game. Turn this up. Bang it. It's the follow through. We're ghosts. Step off the porch. Rag hanging west side. That's what we banging. Crucifix swinging off my t-shirt. Twisting my fingers and pile off white. Ski mask off black. Adidas track suit. Draw strings choking the Mac. Got a couple bullets in it. Can't slide in the rent it. Jumping out the window. Fuck the world and everything in it. I'm a west side nigga. Ego tripping and walking fast. Lifting so we talking in coast. To keep them off us. Draco. Toted. 36 shots. Don Julio got me loaded. Don't think I'm not. Go mob on niggas. My figures, my tricks Don't get your punk cats killed on Instagram live Nigga, my niggas ride Niggas bury you alive Let the bullets live inside Niggas ain't nowhere to hide It's survival of the fittest Boy, you fucking with the realest Glock 9, blue steel Host the rap, the chip, chip Westside Trying to be your man No, I don't trust him I just beat it right Gotta put her in the Uber Just so I can sleep at night Never stop banging, nigga You know it's still seated right After this album, nigga I gotta raise the feature price Side, side, side.